This morning I want to talk a little bit about faith versus feeling. Faith versus feeling. And as I was praying and preparing and reading, I came up with more, yeah, more stories. I want to talk about some people in the Bible who, who acted in, in faith and some people who acted in feeling. And, you know, God created our emotions. So there's nothing wrong with our emotions. God created us body, soul, and spirit. Okay? And really, you know, it'd be good to get us into saying the right way, you know, spirit, <laughs> body, and soul. But the, the soul is the mind, will, and emotions of everyone. And God created them. Our emotions are not bad. They're not evil. They're just our emotions. But our emotions can be wrong. I'm sure you've never had a wrong emotion moment in your life, but I have had a couple. And so we want to talk about faith versus feeling and how we can become those who would follow faith rather than relying on our feeling. Uh, scripture in Jude uh, tells us, as it's talking about the people, and he's talking about they were waves of the ocean, clouds without rain, uh, waves frothing up to their shame, but they had no power. They were sensual people who had not the spirit. Well, the, the definition of sensual is sense ruled. Sense ruled. I want us to think about that. Sense ruled. Well, what are your senses? What are your senses? Well, they're your sight and your, your hearing and your taste and, and your touch. And there's five of them. And I'm listening. Sound. Anyways, sight, sound, touch, touch, feel. Um, so we're not supposed to be sense ruled, but we're supposed to be full of the spirit. Anyone ever hear of Samson? Do you remember Samson? Samson is in the book of Judges. If you want to go there, go ahead. We're going to cruise through Judges really fast. You find Samson in chapter 13. He's born in chapter 13. And as I read through the account of Samson, his whole life is full of being led by his feelings. His whole life. He was a judge of Israel, but he, in, a, in a lot of ways, he was just a horrible judge. You know, because, because his whole life was, uh, was selfish. He, wasn't, he, he was never concerned with the people of God. He was always concerned about what? Himself. If you know the story. From the time he was born, now, now probably should back off of Samson a little bit and blame it on his parents because that's what we all do, right? You know, we have problems and we blame it on his, blame it on upra- upbringing and parents, and so as as any good person would, he probably would br- blame it on his parents. But he was a Nazarite, which meant he was never supposed to drink wine. He was never supposed to touch dead things. He wasn't supposed to cut his hair. There's a number of things Nazarites were, they took an oath before God, and they were not to do their whole entire life. So Samson was a Nazarite. He had the, the Nazarite vows. And so, anyways, in, in the, uh, I'm going to find out where I want to start. Mm-hmm. Go to chapter 14. Now Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman. Saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Remember Philistines? Philistines, bad. Israelites, good. 
right? Face bake, thumbs up. Okay, Philistines. So he sees a, a woman from the Philistines, and he winds up to and tells his father and mother, and this is great. I mean, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me as a wife. I was at Best Buy, and I saw a computer game. Get it for me. I mean, I'm hearing like, wow, spoiled brat. Get her for me as my wife. And mom and dad say, is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren? And Samson said, get her for me, for she pleases me well. (laughs) Translation, I want it. So anyways, he starts, we'd have to read three chapters. So, so this one, he goes down and, and you know, kind of pursues this Philistine who he should have no, nothing to do with. And there's a wedding and he, he gives this riddle. Um, you know, there, it's big, weddings are big celebrations in, in, in the Middle East and still are to this day in, in Israel. So they have this big celebration. He gives this riddle and and the, 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 that is, if they don't get the riddle, he's gonna, they're going to give him 30 sets of clothing. And if they do guess the riddle, you know, he has to go get them 30, 30 sets of clothing. Anyways, his wife starts hounding him for the answer because they're telling her that, you know, she has to. And he gives the answer to her. She gives it to the Philistines. They know the answer. And now he has to go in and kill some people and get some, some clothing, right? That starts the whole war between the Philistines. Where now he's, he, what, what happens is he starts getting revenge on the Philistines. Well, revenge is also comes from what? A feeling of being hurt and needing to, to, to take things into our own hands. Another time, Samson's walking in, into, he's, he's on a walk, and he sees a, uh, well, actually, he kills a lion one time and next time he's walking by the lion is dead there and a swarm of bees have built a beehive in the lion and so he's hungry and he reaches into the lion and he gets some honey and he brings it back and gives it to his parents you go well that's there's nothing wrong with that right remember at the beginning he was a nazarite nazarites can't touch anything dead that's their vow but because he's hungry he's going to go ahead and break his vow Samson, over and over in his life, just follows his flesh, follows his feelings. Basically, he epitomized what what started happening in the 70s here in the United States, maybe a little bit early, but basically, if it feels good, right? We'll do that one more time. If it feels good, right? We've learned that really well. If it feels good, do it. Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. We are so led by our feelings, and Samson was just like one of us. He had no restraint on, on, his, on his body. He had no restraint over these feelings. He saw something, and he wanted it, and he did it. He was angry at someone. He killed them. Wow. You know what? I've met some people feel this, you know, very similar. They just, they're just always just kind of, wow, I just feel it, want it, and do it, and just, just, just go. Typically doesn't end well. Samson ends up blind, captured, 
without his strength because the Spirit of God leaves him. And finally, at the end, he comes to a repentive moment and he's able to kill some Philistines. And in his death, had had maybe a victory of, of heart. I think in the time that he was captured, I think he really maybe had a moment with God. I'm not sure. Let's go to another person. Actually, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. It's called the, the Hall of Faith. The Hall of Faith. Now, when I was reading, I'm going to, if, if you're visiting this morning, it's so good to have you here. I am glad that you are, are joining us this morning. Um, love to get to know you more. Get to, come a few times, get to know who we are, what we believe. We believe the Bible is absolutely true. We preach from it. But I also believe in trying to be authentic. So if, you, if, you're, if you're visiting for me uh, for the first time, you, you might say, well, he was, you know, kind of, you know, he's actually talking about failures and things of himself. And I do. I'm normal. Hebrews 11. One of the things I actually had a problem with in Hebrews 11, it's, it actually names Samson as is, is, is having faith. And I'm like, okay, well, in the end, I guess he did have faith. I don't know about you. Sometimes the Bible challenges me. I go, really? It says that? Now, faith, verse 1. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. That's such an important sentence right there. By faith, we understand and believe that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And I go, that is, that's something we need to keep going to because everyone's trying to tell us that the Big Bang and it just happened. And no, by faith we believe. Science backs it up actually pretty well too. By faith, and it starts going in, starts talking about the beginning uh, people of faith. And he talks about Abel offered a better sacrifice. Enoch was taken away so he didn't see de- death. F- famous verse, chapter verse 6, Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So, so we need to understand, we need, we need faith. We need to build ourselves up faith. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned. By faith, Abraham, verse 8. And then it goes on, talks about Abraham for a few verses. 8, 9, 10. 11 talks about Sarah, Abraham's wife. 12, still talking about Abraham. And then it says, these all died... In faith, verse 13, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. You know, it says that they didn't receive the promise, but, you know, Abraham received Isaac. That was one of the promises. He, he began to set himself up in the new land, and he began to see the flourishing of his children. Some of these other people mentioned, they began to see the things, and yet they didn't, it's, the Bible says they did not see the promise. That's because the promise, the ultimate promise, was never going to be seen on earth. The ultimate promise for all those in the Old Testament and us today is heaven. That's the promise. The promise is not about what we receive on this earth. What we receive on this earth, you know, that's a bonus. If you ever blessed out here on this earth, I, I, I just consider that a bonus. The promise to us is everlasting life. When we're on this earth, Paul tells us to keep our eyes on the prize, keep our eyes on what's out in front, which is heaven. 
See, as we keep our eyes and our, our, our gaze and our thoughts upon Jesus and heaven and everlasting life, it gives us self-control and self-restraint to live in this world not by feelings but by faith. Because living in this world is very difficult. It's very difficult. Choices come all the time. We're, we're bombarded with temptations and thoughts, and we have to keep ourselves focused on heaven to help us be guarded against walking into our feelings. It talks a little bit later in the, hall of, in the time of, uh, of this. It, it goes back to Abraham and talks about Abraham again. And then amazing is, is the writer of this, and I was struck when I read it again uh, this week, the writer is rehearsing the history of Israel to the readers, and he's going right in order. And I thought, I was, this is a side note, but I thought, boy, I, I want us all to be able to go and talk about the people of the Bible in order. Actually, for you guys, in order. <laughs> Why is left always the beginning and right's always the end? But, you know, in order and, and that we would know the word so that we could rehearse the, the, the accounts of those who went before us, those whose faith encourages and challenges us. And he goes through and he talks about more Abraham and Moses. And I was thinking about Moses before I even was in Hebrews 11 when I was just mulling over and thinking about this message this morning. I thought, well, Moses. Moses was a great example of a, of a lop of a bozo and a man of faith. He had it both ways. I mean, here, Moses is a great example because one moment he's just leading the people of Israel and following God, and the next he's shaking in his boots going, God, what are we going to do? You drug me out here into the middle of the desert to kill me. We just, you know, that's me. That's me. You know, sometimes just going in faith. I thought, I think back to some of the places I was and leading marches in the middle of the gay pride parade and telling people that Jesus loves you and being in the middle of riots in New York and all the places that God had me. And, and then there's other times I'm like, God, are you really there? I got a boo-boo. You know, and, and your faith just gets shaken and you're, you're one moment you're a man of faith and the next you're just questioning everything. And here Moses is seeing all these miracles of God and I want to talk about uh, one was full of faith and another one is the same instance where he's full of fear and, and being led by feelings. One time when, when they needed water, um, God told Moses to take the st- staff and strike and water came out and they had, yay! And another time, Moses was with the people and there was a rock and they didn't have water and God says, speak to the rock. Remember this one? He told Moses, speak to the rock and Moses grabs his rod and he hits the rock. Well, God in his sovereignty gave water to the Israelites But then he punished Moses and he says, what are you doing? I told you to speak to the rock, not hit it. Well, did Moses have a hearing problem? No, he was full of fear and he was putting confidence in this this rod. Well, do you remember at the beginning of Moses' ministry, he he didn't want to go in by himself. And he says, I'm a man of slow speech. I'm, you know, I just can't do this. Can you, can you get somebody? And God says, okay, I'll get Aaron. That was a good idea. Aaron was the one who got all the jewelry and made the, the calf, you know. When God tells you to do something, just do it. 
He, he'll equip you. He doesn't, he doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. When God calls you to do something, just say, okay, let's do it. I'm an idiot, but you're going to have to help me. Sometimes we just say that, God, I, I have nothing good to offer. That's what Moses should I'm, Okay, but I'm going to do it. And so he, he didn't, and he, and he gets Aaron. So here, God goes back, and I think he's testing Moses. Are you ready to use your mouth yet? Speak to the rock. No! I don't think I can speak to the rock, and anything good's going to happen, so I'm going to hit it. One time, faith. One time, feelings. See, but Moses represents us. He was a man who fell. He was a man who had faith at times and had fear others. Remember when Moses was, was at the Red Sea? He just when they first came out of Egypt, and I mean, that must be pretty cool. I mean, all the plagues going on, and finally, you know, I mean, bo- talk about a bozo. You know, Pharaoh wouldn't let him go after all these things. Finally lets him go. And Pharaoh's chasing Moses, and they come up to the Red Sea. And he does this wonderful take. You know, he comes up to the, well, this will be the Red Sea. He comes up to the Red Sea, and he goes, oh, no, what are we going to do? And he turns to the people, he says, stand still and see the salvation of your God. Now, is that not a faith moment? You got all these people coming to kill you, and you're at the edge of a sea, and, and all the people... They had been working as slaves, working really hard. It had been harder and harder and harder. I have a feeling they were probably emaciated. They didn't get a lot of food. They were working really hard. I don't mean this in any derogatory sense at all. I'm thinking Auschwitz, possibly. People with just no strength at all, and they're going to fight off the Egyptian army. So God, so Moses is, is there to the people, stand still and see the salvation of our God. He turns around and goes, help! <laughs> and God meets him, right? God meets him. We know the story. Do you know they found chariots, chariot wheels at the bottom of the Red Sea? Wow, yeah, that's just a coincidence. Because that wouldn't happen. Anyways. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved by faith. By faith. I, I, I did a concordant search, and I didn't count them up myself. I didn't read the whole Bible and count them, just so you won't know. 260 times the word faith appears. I'm sorry, 270 times the word faith appears in the Bible. Most of them are in the New Testament. I mean, like, the vast majority, like, two, like 230, I think, are in the New Testament and just a small amount in the Old Testament. Because why? Well, when Jesus comes around, we're, we're working by faith. We're not under, not under the law anymore. We're under grace and faith. It has 39 times. If you want to read about faith, the book of Romans is a great place. 39 times in the, in the whole book where it's talking about faith. Galatians, lots of faith in Galatians. First and second Timothy, tons of times of talking about faith. Some verses that we're familiar with. These are some things that, that when I was re- then I started reading the scriptures. Lord, I want to see what these things are talking about. And I came across a whole bunch of little parts about faith. The just shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. Three times in the Bible, Habakkuk. 
Hebrews, and Romans. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We read that. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith. I like the now faith. That's like right now faith. But that's out of context. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Jesus talked about those with little faith. And he also talked about those with great faith. In fact, there was a guy who he said, I have not seen such faith even among the Israelites. He was a Roman centurion. He came to Jesus to get a healing for his child. And, and Jesus is like, well, go. And he says, listen, you don't have to go to my house. All you have to do is speak the word and it'll happen. And Jesus stops and he says, I haven't found this great a faith even among the people of Israel. Let's stop. Who wants to be a person of little faith? Okay, good. Who wants to be a person of great faith? Right? So when you see Jesus talking about people with great faith, let's stop and find out what he's talking about. And so we go, and you go, wait, because a great faith, more than all the people of Israel, Roman centurion, what is it? And he says, all you have to do is speak the word, and it'll happen. Great faith, faith is simply believing that Jesus' words are true. They're powerful. You believe in the word of God, the word of Jesus. That's what, God, that's what we want. We want to build our faith up, understanding that his, his words, just believe his words. Jude talks about building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. St. Corinthians says that we walk by faith, not by sight. In Romans, we learn that the righteousness, our righteousness that we have, the fact that we're able to go to heaven comes by faith. We're justified through the faith. You can strengthen your faith. And some people have greater faith than others. See that all over the Bible. People have greater faith. And, and we also find in Corinthians that you can have a supernatural gift of faith. And that's, that's one of these extra, extra things of miracles. That, that's wonderful. But today we're talking about normal, everyday faith versus normal, everyday feelings. Again, a little while ago I said that we were created as emotional beings. So our emotions aren't bad. We're, they're, they're not bad. We, we feel sadness. We feel joy. Those things are great. So what do we do? How do we live in this world that we say we're not supposed to be dictated, we're not supposed to be sense-ruled, but we're supposed to walk by faith and not by sight? And I tell you, I don't have all the answers. I'm going to tell you that right away. I don't have all the answers because I struggle with some of these things. I'm like, there's times that the Word of God is not clearly saying what to do. And we've got to be careful not to make everything spiritual and, 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 and come up with scriptures out of context. For instance, sight, sound, both feelings, right? Those are part of our senses. So I'm at the, cro- I'm at the side of the road and I hear a car and I look and I see a car and it's coming fast. And I go, no, I'm going to walk by faith, <laughs> not by sight. Right? Well, come on. Right? No. 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 
a bozo. So, so I don't have all the answers. And, and what I want to encourage you is, is not to, to do what, what I can do. Because I can be the cynic. I can be the devil's advocate. I can be the guy who comes up with all the problems. In a, and I want you to let that go and say, what are we talking about? Well, if great faith comes from believing in the words of Jesus, that's what I want to focus us on this morning. God's word. If we want to grow in our faith and become people of faith, we need to believe the words of Jesus. Well, in order to believe the words of Jesus, you have to know the words of Jesus. You can't know unless you read them. He gave us the word of God. We need to be people of the word who trust the word of God above our feelings. There's so many areas that this, this plays into. Healing is one of them. He says, by your stripes, by my stripes you're healed. We read that and we go, no, it's by the doctor I'm healed. Let's go to the next one. We need to be people who begin to trust God and say, okay, God, you say lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. That's scary. That's scary. I remember sitting in Minnesota. I was on a six-week ministry tour. We traveled all around the United States. We didn't, Minnesota was as far east as we got. And I was actually, we'd gone out and done some ministry and there was a person who was, was very sick. They were in the hospital. And I prayed a powerful prayer of faith. I says, God, I just pray that you would heal them. And if you don't, I just pray that you would give them comfort. I just pray that wonderful prayer of faith. I went back and I was sitting on the porch. One of the times I really felt like I, I heard the voice of God. And he said, don't you ever assume you know what I want to do. You pray and leave the results to me. Wow, has God ever talked to you like that? I want to encourage you, if he hasn't, you're not listening. Because a good father corrects his children. You know, now he does do it within a personality, but I'm actually really sensitive. And, and so he knew that I could take it. And I went, wow. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, I mean, he, no, I'm being serious. He knew that I could take that. He, he, some of you, you might be, you know, more hard-headed or less hard-headed than me. If you're more hard-headed, he might even get more stern with you. If you're less, he's going to be a little more gentle. I think he ministers to us. He knows, he knows my name. He knows where I'm at. So he challenged, and I'm like, wow. And I still struggle. I wish I could say that from that day forward, I never prayed that prayer again. I fall back into doubt and disbelief and worry. But what he's telling me is, you pray for the healing and let the rest be left to God. Don't make excuses. That's what he told me. Don't make excuses for God. I've, I've actually felt like sometimes I had to cover up for God. You know, I'm going to pray this prayer. In case you don't come through, they'll still feel good. Just being real. So we pray by faith. We know his words. We get into his word and we know by faith. And what is faith? Faith in his words. And I tell you, we have to believe. You either believe the Bible or you might as well throw it all out the word of God Jesus himself when we talk about being emotional think of the garden of Gethsemane (laughs) Jesus the Bible says was distressed deeply grieved 
troubled and in agony. Those are all feelings. Those are all feelings. So he threw out a prayer that said, God, if there's any other way, take this cup from me. So he was being real with the Father. Father God, if there's any other way, I don't want to do this. But not my will, but yours be done. That's where we want to be. We want to be those who have these feelings and say, but not my will, yours be done. I want to become a person more and more who says, Lord, I feel sad, depressed, discouraged, angry, you name it. But your word tells me to consider it all joy when you face persecutions, to build yourself up in faith, to be an overcomer. I don't feel like an overcomer, but your word says it. So God, I want to become an overcomer. Another prayer that I've prayed in the past Lord, I don't want to, but I want to want to. Okay, you sinking that in? That was in a time where I was in a sin and didn't want to repent. And I went to him and I says, Lord, I don't want to repent. I like what I'm doing. <laughs> Too real? Lord, I don't want to repent but I want to want to. Change my heart, God. Change my heart because my heart right now is far from you and it's wicked. But I want to want to, so change me. God's word is truer than anything I feel. It's truer than anything I experience. It's truer than any circumstances I will ever face. It's truer than anything in the world. That's his word. And we, we read it, we know it, and we stand on the word of God. For it is the B-I-B-L-E. It's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. <laughs> I love when I start singing a little thing and somebody gets it right away. Yeah. Hey, that's important. If you didn't know that song, go back and find it. And learn it. It's a great kid's song. Because it's a real song, the Bible. It's the book for me. You know, was it, was it, uh, it was Spurgeon says, you know, love books and read lots of books, but live in the Bible. Live in the Bible. Let the Word of God be the main thing that's feeding us and that we're living in. And then, we, and then make the choice to say, I believe. I believe I'm going to put my faith, I'm going to stake everything on this. We've talked about it before. The apostles all stuck. They trusted it so much, the, 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 the truth of Jesus' words, that they put their life on the line for it. Martyrs still do it today. I believe the Bible. We're going to live in the Word of God and it's going to help build our faith. We're not going to be people who are ruled by our feelings. I want to encourage you to, to really get a hold of your feelings. This is all personal. 
You know your feelings. You know what happens inside of you. When these things are coming up, the Bible says to take every thought and make it obedient to Jesus Christ. Make it obedient to him, pulling down the strongholds. When something comes up and you go, ooh, I want to go do that. I don't know why I do the motions. It's kind of fun. (laughs) Get a hold of that. So what does the word of God say? What does the word say about this situation? I'm going to cheat this guy out of some money. What does the word of God say? I'm going to follow this woman and lust after her. What does the word of God say? I'm going to date an unbeliever, marry an unbeliever. What does the word of God say? If you don't know, get into the word and find out. Go to somebody and say, hey, I'm feeling this. I'm like Samson. I saw this Philistine woman and boy, woo, she was hot. And I went to my mommy and daddy and said, I want it. <laughs> and now go to somebody and says, what does the word of God tell, tell me about this? And don't just let them tell you. Say, wait, no, no, no. Show me. Show me where it is in the word of God because I want to know the word of God. Don't just give me your opinion. Show me in the word of God. I want to become a person of faith. Faith in Jesus' words. Because that's what great faith is. Jesus, all you have to do is say it, and it will happen. I believe that if you say it, it's true, it will happen. Can we be that people today? God, by faith we pray and ask that you would change us to be a people who would say, I believe that when you, what you say is true and it will happen. God, make us people who know the word and trust the word of God and become people of great faith, not trusting in our emotions, not trusting in our feelings, not trusting in our thinking, in our thoughts, in our knowledge, God, but trusting in first your will. God, if it were a train, let us put faith in as the engine, God, and the word of God feeding that engine. And our feelings is the caboose. God, let us get these things in line. Thank you that each and every one in here was fearfully and wonderfully made in your image. And that we will become people of faith and great faith. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.